And we're back. Another episode of Your Best Year starts here. And um, we've talked about vision boards, we've talked about asking for help, we've talked about deliberately slowing yourself down to speed up and get bigger results. We talked about some pretty big subjects in the last few episodes. Um, you know, if anyone is new to us and they've only just found us on like our comeback tour, right? You know, it, 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 it's, it's funny. T-shirts are waiting. Well, no, but it's funny. It's funny because when we got to episode two, 200 and we were both like, yeah, we've done 200 episodes, right? We then did, I think, what was it, three more. And part of me was almost like, oh, it feels like we've stopped. We had a bit of a pause between 200 and 201. And it was like, it feels like we've stopped. I almost wish if we had stopped, we'd stopped on 200 and told people we were stopping, right? And it's almost like that, you know, the band that does the bigger tour and brings out the new album and everything and then disappears for a while. And everyone's like, have they split up? Are they, are they coming back? Are they going to do another tour? Are they going to do, you know, are they, are they making a new record? Is like, what's happening? Are we, like Oasis, are we like Oasis, Nile and Liam Gallagher? No, because we haven't fallen out. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember the story here. No, but, but it's really interesting that what you just said there is that sometimes you work with a close group of people yeah. and you're working with teams and then you leave your company because you think the grass is greener somewhere else. And then you come back and you realise you quite enjoyed where you were. But the reverse is, if you don't like your manager and you don't resolve the issue, you leave and you find someone who looks just like that manager. Yep. And I'm doing lots of work at the moment with coaching teams, literally here and in America. And I'm telling you that it's bizarre that when people don't clear with people and they leave a department, they go somewhere else and I get a phone call, I can't, you can't believe it. It's just like the last person. Mm-hmm. I said, well, it was always going to be that way. It's going back to your attraction thing from last week's episode. That's what you're going to attract. Oh, if you, if you want change, you've got to start by changing yourself. And the, the other people are fine. They're not the problem. You're the problem. But the point is, any situation, if you want change, you've got to start by changing yourself, right? And acceptance is a big part of that. So acceptance of, you know, actually all of these other people and all these things around me, they are how they are right? I can't change everybody else. I can change me and my reaction to everybody else or my response to probably response is a better word than reaction. Actually, I can change my response to a situation, but I can't always change the situation. I can't change the other people necessarily, but I can decide how I show up and what I do next and what, how I show up and what I do has an influence on everybody else anyway. But you know that everyone who's listening to this will have a colleague at work or a cousin or a relation they just can't stand. Yeah, or they've had one. Don't, Even if they haven't got one now, yeah. they've had one, right? But they don't have to like them. And we're mm-hmm. going to go back to what we said in episode, whatever the number was. You've got to trust them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like where your environment is, you are not a tree, you can move. Mm-hmm. So you just have to make that decision that they're okay. Mm-hmm you've got to decide what damage is it doing to you having this negative energy about the other person because it takes a lot to change someone Mm -hmm. and they don't have to change. Mm -hmm. You do have to look at you in the mirror and look at yourself and say, what am I participating in and what am I putting out? I always remember when my my parents used to live in Surrey and I live in North London. And on my journey there, I was already annoyed about my journey leaving. (laughs) 
So as I'd walked through the door, my anger at my parents was they lived a long way away and I couldn't enjoy where I was because I had to leave. Well, they were fine. The mm-hmm. house was fine. I grew up there. Mm-hmm. But if I had just changed my view of the world and said, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like the journey, but if I want to see my parents, that's part of the process. Yep. I would have had more fun. And, you know, I would have seen, and I can share this now, I would have seen my mum more often. My mum died at the end of November. Mother's Day will be the first time in 60 years for me. She's not going to be getting a card. But I missed out four, five, six, seven years of enjoyment with her because I hated going there. And I could have changed all that because she was too old. And believe me, she was a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, I, I read a eulogy at the, at the funeral. And my opening line was, being tied down in my cot should give you an indication of my mother. But that's who she was. She, she wasn't going to change. And I don't know why I expected her to change. And the funniest thing was my rabbi went, that was different. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not, you're not going to hear that one every day, are you? Yes. You're not going to hear that I one I just every day. did a whole repertoire of everything that my mother did. I mean, we had people in fits of laughter. Um, and the sad bit was she never got to meet my grandchildren. And, and yeah, and I couldn't even say the words grandchildren. That You know, everyone was like surprised. I couldn't even get it out. Yeah. So, you know... Going back to the original part of your message, we have to look at where we are in our lives. And if we want more success, start with you. You know, you know the song Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson is as clear as it goes. Yeah. Well, the person in the mirror is the one who's got to change. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that. I think also it's... Oh, sorry, I mustn't say Man in the Mirror. The person in the mirror. Otherwise, we're going to have somebody telling me I was being sexist and all the rest. Someone in the mirror was looking at someone, and that someone has to change. I think, I've got into trouble on that. I think the important, I think the important thing on this, I think the important <laughs> thing on this, is you know you got to be your own biggest cheerleader. But also, you know, I do a lot of work with teams, a bit like you. You know, same same sort of thing. The culture that you establish for yourself is the one that ripples out to your team. Yeah. So, what's your what's your ground rules for yourself? What's your standards for yourself? How do you manage yourself? How do you motivate yourself? How do you inspire yourself? Right? What's, you know, what's acceptable to you? What's not acceptable to you? Um, what are you going to tolerate? What are you going to live with? What are you going to put up with? Right? You answer those kind of questions and that'll tell you a lot about the environment you're in. Okay? And my favorite thing that I've heard in the last year-ish, there's a, there's a colleague of mine, okay, who um, he has, he basically has the, one of the best statements around the culture of his business I've ever heard. He said, I've only got one rule when it comes to my team. If you lie, you leave. He's like, it's the only rule I've got. Like, you, you, you can make mistakes, things can go wrong. You've got to own it and take responsibility for it. You try and brush even the slightest little thing under the carpet, you know where the door is. And that goes back to trust. It's And that's it was something you said about trust that made it come into my head, you know? And I think, <clears throat> I think it's such a, such a powerful thing that I don't have to like someone to work with them. I have to trust them. I don't have to be the same as someone. I can have a completely different style. You know, I work with people on a regular basis where our styles are so far apart. You know, I, you and I are similar. Okay. In that neither of us really do detail that well. Right, we really, yeah, really? really, really, and we'll we'll leave things to the last minute, and you know, and whatever else. 
because that's just that's our personalities that's our behavioral styles it's just the way we are right i work with people sometimes right who are in fact you know on a regular basis sometimes who are much more detail focused and that's really cool because i need that and i can appreciate that because i know i don't do it which is why you know it's good to be surrounded by people that, that that's how they are but i also have to recognize that sometimes my approach and their approach is going to clash and so you have to deal with it in an appropriate way you have to deal with it in a way where you actually can look at things from that other person's point of view rather than your own because for me you know i i can prepare a presentation an hour before i give it and i'm comfortable with standing up and giving it now i don't normally leave it that late but i could it wouldn't bother Sorry, me. Sorry, you, 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 you do it in an hour before. Amazing. <laughs> oh, let, 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 let's be honest. We've both done things where we've been winging it, right? You know, but I try to, I try to actually be a, a little bit prepared, but I'm not panicked if something is an hour away or a day away and it's not, I haven't dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's yet. Some other people actually, it's more of a challenge for them. And I think, you know, one of the, the things that's really important and to use your term terminology, you know, being the zookeeper, it's about recognizing what other people need and like, how do I communicate with them in the way that's right for them? Not just what's right for me, you know, and about, about 30, 40 years ago, probably it's, it's 35 years ago. When I had a finance company, mm-hmm. we used to say to all of our team, you can do whatever you like regarding your petrol. You can do whatever you like about expenses, but once a year, I'm going to check one person's expenses. Mm-hmm. So we allowed everyone to buy two bars of chocolate every single week. Mm-hmm. We allowed everyone to buy two lots of windscreen wash for them and their wife or them and their partner, depending on who it was. I said, but I'll check one person's a year. And if you've lied and we find out, you're going to get fired on the spot. Yeah. Now, forget HR rules. That was our rule. Yeah. And what was amazing, I didn't then have to spend hours checking expenses. No. So if you trust your team and you've got a policy of no lie, you have to spend very little work on checking them. They all make mistakes, but if they genuinely come from a place of love, passion, energy, that's okay. So for everyone who's listening today, think about the team you work with or your family. Yep. What do you do when a mistake occurs and it's a genuine mistake? Yep. And what do you do when someone has lied to you? Yep. Because it is not easy to get the trust back but I give trust to everybody. Mm-hmm. But when they mess up, I nearly swore there. I'm so glad I didn't. <laughs> when you mess up, be aware that to regain trust takes a lot of time and energy. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that energy. I, I, I share off, off off camera to you, Neil, that I've just had an iron infusion because my energy was so low. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste my energy trying to rebuild trust because mm-hmm. someone's let me down. That should never have happened because I play a game really cool. So for everyone who's listening, look at your team. Do you trust them? And if they make a mistake, how do you deal with it? And are they inspired and empowered after it? Or are they cowering because they've got caught out? Yep. And that will give you a clue about your culture. It will give you a clue about the way you operate with your team. Yep. The other thing I think I'd say in there is learn to celebrate people's differences and play. get everyone playing to their strengths. And if you know there's something that you for one of the description suck at and someone else is really good at it let them support you let them help you and then on the flip side you know help them with the things where it's playing to your strengths right and the more as a team you know if you're in a team or you run a team the more you recognize what each person in that team contributes and you truly celebrate that 
the better the team's performance will be overall. So let me f- clarify one thing. Work on your strengths, not your weaknesses. If you work on your strengths, you get stronger. If you work on weaknesses, you just get strong weaknesses. Yep. Shalom. I'll see you next week. That works for me. And we will be back next week with another episode, episode of Your Best Year. It starts here. Your best year. It starts right here. There you go, my friend. Love you lots. <laughs>